keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome everyone to Wrestle Roasts. I'm your host Robert Karpolis and I am joined uh live from Skankfest, whatever the fuck that is. Scott Chaplin. <laughs> Scott, how are you? That's right. I've just arrived at Skankfest in Las Vegas. Uh I just checked into the Golden Nugget. Oh, nice. So you're in like the fanciest hotel of 1964 exactly dude it's got 1964 smells too so I'm that's cocaine miss my aunt yeah stop inhaling all the when scott's like super amped up about 25 30 minutes in you're gonna know why uh <laughs> it's just involuntary i was actually in vegas uh, a couple weeks ago oh shit uh, i was i was at the bellagio um so similar Are you a, a little bit this was a this was I, my wife had only been once like years ago and i was all excited to take her i'm like this would be great we flew to vegas we we did like a red eye got in late at night and then the next morning woke up and she had the flu hadn't it's like she came out she woke up out of nowhere like sick so we spent like the whole time there in the hotel room with her with a fever watching the prophet on cnbc uh until we flew home so i'm like we got to do a proper redo uh, so we went out with uh, with another couple and and you know did Vegas slightly more correctly. I think it was it was a lot of fun. I mean we didn't we didn't make it to uh, you're at Fremont Street, right? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. where we are. We didn't go to Fremont Street. I didn't want to really scare, her, but <laughs> <laughs> like that's the honestly that's like that's the slightly more fun Vegas because you can just gamble like a dollar table or something like that. Um, oh yeah, it's mostly the people watching is what I'm excited for. Lot of lot of straw cowboy hats. Oh yeah, dude, a lot of guys just chewing on straws, pretending they're goats and stuff. It, it kind of looks like uh, the the people the the fine folks that were attending the OVW shows on the wrestlers Netflix documentary. <laughs> for as great as that documentary was, and we I know we talked about it on Patreon on the first couple episodes. Uh, and as as well as it articulated why wrestling is the best, the fans that they were showing, like that didn't do anybody any favors. Yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate that I well, we'll get to low spots. But yeah, I think my low spot has to do with fans this week. Ooh, and then we could fight about it. <laughs> oh, I, I, if it's what you're thinking, I think you're talking about. We'll definitely get to it. We got a bunch of stuff <laughs> to talk about this week. So again, this is Russell Roast in the same way Grape Nuts doesn't have grape or nuts. Uh, we haven't done a roast in, in a couple weeks just because there's been news and different shit going on. 
Uh, once Scott and I have a chance to reconvene, we'll get back on the roast cycle. Qu- quite frankly, once Dan really comes back, because he's on his quote-unquote, I retired, and then he was back last week. And the only reason he's not on right now is because he's flying to Seattle, which, oh shit, I didn't realize, uh, Wrestle Dream is in Seattle. So if you, you're you in Seattle, doing a run-in? if you're in Seattle, go see Dan do his stand-up on Friday or Saturday night. Then go see Wrestle Dream on Sunday. Uh, that's a that's a great Wrestle Roast weekend. That's like like fuck Conrad and his uh, uh, Starcast weekend. We got a Wrestle Roast weekend in Seattle. Yeah, all you got to do is be sad enough to live there. Oh, that's why Frazier got out. Um, I'm a I'm a Frazier Mark, and I I fully own that. Like most wrestling. Nah, fans. there's a lot of guys who are Frazier Marks. I'm always I'm always shocked. Dude, Frazier's a good. You know, oh, you know what's a good. So this is a random tangent. I don't care. Um, I someone turned me on to Dave on FX. Wait, with um, uh, the rapper. I know little Dicky. Come on, little Dicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the first couple. Of, this show's fantastic. Uh, no, yeah, know, Bert, it's good. It's really, really funny. Uh, has nothing to do with wrestling. So we're gonna we're gonna get back into into wrestling with a bunch of guys that have little dickies because they're all on on the on the gas. Uh, we're going to talk Dynamite Dub. We're going to talk Wrestle Dream. We're going to talk the XFL. We're going to talk a little bit of uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh, he did his, uh, his press conference today hyping up the NXT pay-per-view. Uh, but the first thing I want to talk about, because we've been speculating about it for a couple weeks, is Jade Cargill is officially signed to the WWE. Scott, what do you, what do you think of this, this signing? I think it's cool how they're handling it. I love that they're treating her as like this top prospect and she's what already the number two most watched video is just her like pointing at the performance center and walking into it. So I, I like that they respect the hype built elsewhere. Um, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, they're, they're doing this as a way to say, we got her over you. I don't see it that way. I think this is um, obviously a performer who can be a household name. And I think if you want to be a household name, maybe you should go to WWE if the opportunity arises. If you want to have top tier wrestling matches across the globe, maybe don't. But if you want to be a famous person, which I think Jade Cargill, the moment we saw her, we were like, she's famous. I love her. I'll do anything for her. This was my my take, at least. Uh, and so it makes sense. These types of people, when they when they go to WWE, you go, of course. It's like if MJF goes to WWE, you're actually going to get mad or are you going to go, of course. And I don't mean this time around. I mean, in 2028. No, it's uh, 2024 is what's coming up next, Scott. He'll be there. Oh, I know that, but he's sticking around, baby. I mean, MJF in 2028, that's when he should go to WWE. All right, so there's a couple things. First of all, you hit the nail on the head as far as Jade goes. There is a distinction between somebody being a wrestler and somebody being a superstar. And Jade looks like a superstar. She just looks like someone if you it's the airport test. If you saw her in the airport, you're going to turn and look and be like, she must be somebody famous. Um, AEW, through really no fault of their own, couldn't capitalize on it because they don't give her enough opportunities to actually wrestle. You're only at TV once a week. And otherwise, Jade's not doing the independence. 
She's not going to, you know, New Jersey and going to go wrestle in a high school gym. She's going to, you know, train however she can, but you're not getting those, those proper opportunities in the ring to improve. You can't teach a look like she has. She has a presence to her, but having access to the performance center is going to be fantastic. I think her getting to work with, you know, Natalia, as often as I'm sure she's going to work with Natty, um, getting to train at the facility with Shawn Michaels being there, uh, bringing in like TJ Wilson to have him work with it and see they work with the women. I, I think she's going to get marketedly better for what WWE is going to want her to do. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and now I guess the other debate is, Will she be used better in WWE? And I think that's a situation where you're saying, well, obviously, because she hasn't really been used the last year, maybe because Tony knew she was leaving. And before that, we almost all agreed she shouldn't be used that much because she was green. But the way she was being used was dominant. I, I can't say they didn't treat her like she was a spectacle. They did. But it was too little of a spectacle. We We saw her so rarely that she affected zero storylines um, outside of the random two weeks out of every three months you'd see her. And I think that's being nice. It might've been every fucking four months. Well, she won so, like 60 matches, but like a quarter of them happened on dark elevation or, or something yeah, like and that. I, and, and I think that first year, you know, uh, of Rampage, she was on, it felt like she was on every episode. It made sense. She was dominant. She was like the only person in the whole company having squash matches. That shit was great. But from the last year, there is no doubt whatever she does in WWE, it's going to be better than what she did the last year. And then people are going to start bitching about that because people like complaining. If, uh, if you were, in charge, if you were, God forbid, Vince, uh, with all the NDAs hanging over your head, would you start her in NXT or do you just put her on the main roster? I, I put her on the main roster and, and use her super limited um, in terms of like a match. I think she should just be like clobbering people for a while, whether that's a squash match or whether that's, you know, random assaults. She's a muscle. She's whatever. But. Yeah, I think protect her, and I think WWE is really good at protecting people. I think they are. I, I like that she said that she was open to going to NXT, and I know some people have said that that's where she should start. I honestly would – I would probably put her on NXT first because the stakes are a lot lower. And I know some people were critical of that because they're like, well, she was a top star in AEW. She was a champion – they're just pushing her to NXT to kind of like rub it in AEW's faces. They did that with almost everybody they signed for a couple of years. Like they put Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Nakamura in NXT before they made it to the main roster. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's and not it was a great. Slight. NXT was NXT was better for it. And I mean, Becky is in NXT constantly, right? So that's a match there. She could beat Becky. That makes sense. Yeah, Becky's got the NXT title. That would be uh that would be a good payoff that it's it's Jade beating Becky and you're starting her off as a champion but kind of, you know, an NXT champion. There's there's some room Yeah, to... you could say it was, you know, out of nowhere Becky, you know, they they know how to do these things. Becky has a bad knee. Oh, Jade won. Exactly. There's there's ways around it and there's plenty of women 
in NXT for Jade to kind of plow through in, in short matches. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Max, you think, you think he's going to hold out till 2028. I mean, I don't know how contracts work, but if they're four years, yeah, just because they gave him the world. And I think Tony is, is willing to give him even more than that. When, when, you know, the time is up, which I guess is what January, February, maybe. Again, uh, I, I don't think anybody unless actually, you already I mean, signed a contract. So I think what I, if you asked me, if you asked me three months ago, I would have said there's no chance Max is staying. I would have been like, there is a, there is a 5% chance he stays in AEW. Right now, they've lost Punk, who was very much at the forefront on all the posters. Like he was one of their mainstream guys. They really haven't established anybody else to step up into that role. And the guy who I thought would have knocked Max off and taken the title if Max was leaving would have been Cole. And now we don't know when Cole's going to be back. So I can see if, if Tony's trying to secure a new TV rights deal and he's trying to get a streaming deal with Max, Max, the, the network, not Max, the, the guy that Ooh, and you know he's going to be saying that all the time yes hbo maxwell yes Dude, I, hbo I, maxwell is going to be so fun oh it's gonna be great i think warner discovery will help throw a shitload of money at max that'll be guaranteed money because if they come to him and they say we're going to guarantee you i'll make a crazy number up but say two million dollars a year and wwe just says we'll, we'll give you a downside guarantee but it's opportunity you have to take the guaranteed money. Oh yeah, and also what he's in the, he's in that Von Erichs movie, which seems like it's going to be a big success. So you also get to see where his acting career might go without WWE, and if if it turns out he doesn't need them because he's already got a hit on his hand, holy shit! I think part of him there there is a little bit of that markness of I got to get a mania moment. I need that, like that little, whatever that may be, that opportunity, that chance to compete in the WWE. But I think his future realistically, if he was, if he was smart is to try to steal the Pat McAfee playbook, which is get yourself famous. And then Pat McAfee signed like a $60 million overall deal with ESPN that Jeez. is stu it's stupid money for his show um if Max can get himself on a broader stage I think he can easily transcend wrestling and be a broader media personality and I think he's got the versatility and the chops to do that rather than he's a guy who's you know like Ricky Morton who's who's still wrestling in his in his 60s agree and WWE can eventually launch him the same way I think they're going to launch Jade. And I think that's big for TKO because, you know, you had those cuts, which were unfortunate. But now, and this is me being a total cynic asshole, and that's usually my role. They can put, not only did they get a big signing from the, the competition, it's a, it's, it's a woman. It's a person of color. It's someone who was a major star elsewhere. And now they get to hold that out to their shareholders and be like, Look who we were able to just sign. And th that combined with having The Rock on 
a couple weeks ago and teasing that maybe he'll be at Mania, that's that's pretty good for the shareholders. There is a lot of things that are good for the shareholders right now. Uh, I mean, we might get CM Punk back in WWE. So let's. So I was going to save that for later, but well, I'll get to it now. Shawn Michaels did a, a media call uh, today talking about NXT No Mercy, and someone on the call asked. I don't know if it was Hausman. I know Hausman was on, and he he's our. It, resident it was shit- fucking Hausman, dude. <laughs> dude, he's our resident shit disturber, and I love it. Um, but somebody asked him. Would you want would you want to have CM Punk in NXT? And he's like, of course I would. But he gave a broader answer that I thought was really interesting because it wasn't the Nick Khan comment where Nick Khan was like, you know, we respect what he did and he tried in UFC and good luck to him. It was Sean basically saying, I like CM Punk. Um, he told a story about how Punk, when they first met, had a Shawn Michaels autograph that he kept with him in his wallet and showed it to Sean. And Sean's like, look, I wasn't, you know, like I was an asshole. I was a problem child. And I know how to work with guys like that. And CM Punk's a needle mover. So the reward is kind of worth the risk. And you don't say something like that unless you're kind of given the green light to at least test the waters and not to be that guy. But you know where Survivor Series is this year, right? Oh, yeah. Chicago. It's in Chicago. Um, I can, I can see there being a, a world where punk shows up at survivor series. Yeah, I think, and we've talked about it a bunch, you know, TKO ended up being the, the company to buy WWE, but we all knew whoever bought WWE, we were going to get big money signings for probably very few matches. And that is perfect for someone like punk where he doesn't have to be backstage all the time, but he can show up, have major moments. It's, it's you know, nothing off their backs anymore because they got unlimited resources. They got unlimited resources, and Punk was one of the top merch sellers for AEW. If they've used him, let's say they just used him from Survivor Series till Mania, but they got a licensing deal with him going forward, He's going to be living pretty well off those off of those uh, royalty checks for a while. Yeah, but you know, it's look. This is what happens when I have the keys to the castle for a week and Dan's not here. We talk way too much WWE. That being said, we're going to talk about the Dynamite Go Home Show for uh, for Wrestle Dream, which is this Sunday from uh, in, in Seattle. They were in uh, they were in Denver. Which before we get to the show, did you see the pictures of uh, a bunch of different guys with Prime? Oh, I did, I did. Yeah, yeah. Swerve and all I can remember is Swerve. Oh, so I and, saw Swerve uh, and the Acclaim because the Acclaim yeah, thing yeah. blew up because they were like, you know, uh, scissor me Prime, and a bunch of people who have no idea what that is started commenting on it, and it just kind of took off. Oh, very interesting. So I love I love that. I love that they had the media savvy to get those guys in front of one of the biggest faces in sports right now. For sure. Is the team winning? So they won the first two weeks and then they got crushed this past Saturday against Oregon. And that was kind of a, a coming down to earth. They were not, exp- you know, 
there was a lot of hype, but then they really seemed to deliver the first couple games and people are like, oh, maybe this will be really successful. Nobody really predicted that they were going to beat Oregon and they definitely didn't. They didn't cover the spread. The spread was like 24. Um, but we'll see. I, I think when you have a guy who's that successful as a player and now as a coach, they just kind of find a, a way to win. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But you know, we'll see. I can't worry about college football. It's so, it's, it's like it's it's pro it's like pro wrestling. It's it's they know where the money's at. Oh, absolutely, and it, it also helps that like you know Taylor I mean, Swift's involved in the NFL now. Well, that's just that's just great marketing right there. Um, that's 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 insane that her, just her going to a football game moved the needle that much, and that's why WWE always tried to bring in a celebrity because you never know what's going to wind up catching fire. Like the bad bunny stuff absolutely exploded. So you had to put up with here's Snooki because eventually you get to here's bad bunny. Yeah. Here's Logan Paul. That's working out here. Here's, here's Logan Paul. And then Cardi B was on uh hot ones, which is a sentence I didn't think I was going to ever say in my life. But and on it, she was talking about if she ever like did a WrestleMania, she wants to do the Molina entrance. Oh, that's fantastic! My goodness, that call that pay per view Wrestle Dream. I mean, that will look that'll get me uh, to tune in as opposed to this current card. But it, the, the 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 last thing on on terms of uh, college football, I am. So one of the things of wrestlers, I wind up uh, becoming uh, friendly with Matt Jones, the dude who owns OVW. And this nice. weekend, the Gators are playing Kentucky. And there's been a little bit of shit talk back and forth between us. And I'm really hoping that my my Florida Gators pull it out. Uh, but if not, it might get a little a little hairy with uh, with me. and Matt. Like, I might start taking Al Snow's side on all the arguments now if that winds up happening. But uh Look, we're gonna we're gonna talk dynamite at a high level. I like this show. I really liked this episode. Yeah, me too. Like, what the fuck? Like, now they suddenly are like, oh, we're just gonna put on a really entertaining two hours of TV outside of a bunch of audio glitches. Yeah, which I didn't get because I watched the um the foreign feed. Of course you do. You're getting yeah, this from I, like the, I, like the Czech Republic. <laughs> I don't know what version I get, but I know I think it's somewhere in Canada. So, but, the, so uh, the, I never have an issue. So the Canada feed, the original Canada feed, um, still had the audio glitches. TSN picked it up. It was a TBS fuck up. It wasn't an AEW fuck up. But this is why I said it was so stupid when they started doing that stuff on Collision, where they were doing like the fake production screw ups. Because when you have real oh, production sure. screw ups, everybody assumes that this is part of a storyline. <laughs> oh yeah that's uh, goofy so our yeah, one they thought it was like the righteous or something exactly or or i mean it the funny thing is the audio glitches started during um max's uh segment with jay white and then the way the show ended you're like oh maybe the audio glitches were being caused by the 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 devils or whatever it is Sure, which uh another awesome part of the show. We'll yeah, they to, have we'll, like we'll, look, dude, yeah, let's just get into it. Dude, I'm 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 no, I'm a, I'm a I'm a whore for chronological order. Uh show open with Ray Phoenix, the accidental champion, uh against Jeff Jarrett for the international title. This was 
totally fine. Like if you needed to call an audible and just have Ray Phoenix wrestle somebody, Jarrett's a dude you can beat a hundred times out of a hundred, and it's it's always going to be just serviceable. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't crazy about this match at all. <laughs> this was maybe my least favorite match on the whole show. But it happened, and then the rest of the show got to happen. Yeah, they, they, they did a bit with Adam Cole and MJF on a boat in Long Island. Uh, they were spoofing The Sopranos, where uh, this is a spoiler alert for like a 25-year-old television show. Um, oh, no. No, when, I know what uh, you Yeah, when, when Tony took Big Pussy out onto the boat and then whacked him, that was literally the almost shot-for-shot recreation that they were doing with Max about to hit him with the ring. Uh, I like that. Didn't love Big Show floating in the water just because I don't need to ever see Big Show again. But this was that was Captain was, Insano, dude. Cap, sorry, uh, you're you're right. It was Captain Insano. So glad they paid for the rights to that. Uh, really major dividends for Tony Khan. Um, <laughs> but it was like goofy and stupid. It was like, all right, I got a good chuckle out of it. Agree. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was it was cute. Uh, Don Callis and Takeshita come out. They introduce Sammy as part of the group. He's now got this like Scarface logo. And <laughs> yeah, dude. Fire. And then they, they shot this thing that I thought was going to be cool. They're like, we went to Tokyo and we got Kota Ibushi. And then it was like the worst shot beat down ever. You could see yeah, how it was. A, it was a pretty bad beat down. I, 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 I have been, I have genuinely enjoyed this feud. I think every week what I've said though is Don doesn't need to come out and point to the video that happens. Just show the video. The video is usually good. This wasn't very good. Uh, but, oh, there was a line Callis said. I think I might have actually wrote it down because I liked it so much. Oh, when he says, uh, you know, Coda's on the ground and he goes, Kenny, here's your beating heart on the floor. That was some good shit. It was good. Um, it, I mean, granted, like they, fl- I, they, you fly all the way to Tokyo to do that, but whatever. Um, well, no, no, no. So Takeshita um, had a match in DDT. Yeah, and, and then Jericho uh, came on the, you know, the Titantron and challenged him to a match in November in DDT. So we're literally building to a completely separate feud. <laughs> no no you know it's all it's all happening at the same time it's good oh, it's good oh, stuff fucking stupid uh there was a good video package recapping the ricky starks brian danielson match from a collision that i did not watch i don't know if you caught collision or you know i did yeah yeah i reviewed it on the patreon oh okay um yeah so i dug i dug collision fun little pr- uh, peek behind the curtain i'm using another fucking conrad line um Neither Scott nor I actually have access to our own Patreon. Only Zach does. So I can't even go back and listen to the shows if I'm not part of it. So I don't know. Well, yeah, there, there was a while where I was just a Patreon subscriber. Oh, okay. Well, if just you're, so I can listen <laughs> in general, if you look, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, uh, you're you're missing out. Uh, Scott and I, I, I talk. That's right. You did talk collision. I talked Smackdown, talked about Matt Riddle's release, got uh, into Vince's philosophy on uh, main event talent over the years. And then if you're on the ten dollar tier, I did a something to sports entertainment with this week, breaking down Monday Night Raw. Quick little plug. 
moving back. So the Starks thing led to him doing a confrontation with Wheeler Yuta, which I guess is now a match to ensure that Mike Lawrence is going to avoid this pay-per-view as, as much as he can. <laughs> I like this match. It, visually, I'm for some reason really amped about this. And it uh, feels right to be on this card for some reason too. Yes, because this is a thrown together who cares card, and that's a thrown together who cares. <laughs> and I love, love look, I, you know, I love Yuta. Um, then speaking of thrown together, this is one where I saw the graphic, and I'm like, remember when like when you played like SmackDown, the video game, and you can just push the randomizer button, and it just gives you a random match. Oh yeah, there's like that's how we got Nick Jackson versus Brian Cage versus Claudio Castagnoli for the number one contender spot for the international title. Yeah. There's I, no uh, rhyme or reason to this. No, no. Well, I, and, and, you know, you could say the same for the four-way later on. But yeah. I will say that's why on paper I wasn't necessarily looking forward to the show. But it was also part of the reason I liked the show. Because things kind of bled into each other. Tag tag guys were single guys. And I don't know. It Look, am I looking forward to like a Young Bucks single run? No. But I'm interested in what might happen in the next few weeks. And shit, that's all you need me to do, right? So it's, so, it's weird because like they, they kind of gave it away pretty early. And they're like, Nick Jackson's only had like eight singles matches in AEW. One of them was against Ray Phoenix. And he wants to avenge that loss. You're like, oh, that's why he's randomly in this match, even though he hasn't had a singles match in like three years. Yeah, yeah. But that being said, this may have been my favorite Brian Cage match. Him and Claudio was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, him and Hangman are awesome together too. Brian Cage can he can really wrestle when it's uh, when it's the right guy. And I don't know, every match I see with Brian Cage, he's good. He is good, and and I just think it's there's I don't know what it is. I think it's because he's he's shorter than he actually like than you want him to be. Yeah, dude, he looks like yeah, he looks like um like a type of porn nobody watches anymore. Like it's just there's something about him <laughs> that is you don't want to watch it, even though he is physically huge and it's all very impressive. I don't. I don't care. It's like 2002 porno. I so so he's get like, out of here. So he's the Ron Jeremy of wrestling. No, I don't even think Ron Jeremy. I don't know. There's like these, uh, these just standard. You know, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I was gonna. I was just gonna leave you twisting in the wind for as long as I could. Um, speaking of things worse than 2002 porn, there's a righteous video package these look these guys so they're really nice guys i met them when i was at dynamite we were talking about like the the one dude with dreadlocks has kids so we were talking about like our kids really nice dude they look so fucking indie and so not ready for like mainstream tv and this video package of them in like a field with cutouts Felt like so like a like a bad Bray Wyatt ripoff, and I know they weren't trying that, to yeah. like do it for Bray, but you're, they're trying to be eerie and spooky, and it just came across like uh, local indie bullshit. Am I being am I being too much of a dick here? Nah, you're you're right. 
Um, I think they're more of a rampage act. There's some guys that I'm just realizing, okay, that they belong. They, they deserve to get paid to be professional wrestlers. That is an amazing feat, but it should probably be on ring of honor or rampage, which the ring of honor guys. These guys feel but like impact. Guys. I, I'll say this though. Obviously, you know, when I saw that they were fighting Adam Cole and uh, MJF, that's maybe, and I even said it on uh, the Patreon uh, this last week, that I think it was the only match I wasn't looking forward to because it's just not a team that is exciting to me. But now that they have this little twist, I go, oh, perfect team. Yeah. To so have MJF face. Yeah. So then, so the next segment, we get uh, Cole and MJF. Adam Cole hobbles to the ring uh, because uh, he hurt himself last week by uh leaping off the uh the apron to the ground <laughs> and look i don't want to cast dispersions but i am not the most athletic gentleman on the planet i've done that move countless times of like i'm standing on the apron and i just hop down never once shattered my ankle um, well wait it won well two things one uh it was off of the the grand slam uh uh, entrance ramp so that might be high. i don't know we don't know but uh but two i think they're fibbing i think they're fibbing and that's what's so intriguing about this is it it could be a lie i don't know i mean it it could be Brit but... Brit even posted his foot uh you know broken in three places and there's just this part of me that's like oh they're actually succeeding at uh at working us or, and not or in a maybe way that's, that's like insulting that's us and making us aggravated, you know? Look, maybe that's her kink, dude. Maybe she's really into post. Like some people have a foot fetish. She has a broken foot fetish and Adam's just making it work for her. She likes bones, um, man. She, she, she's a dentist. Would you, I get Big, uh, big x-ray fan. Yeah, but teeth aren't bones. Teeth are bones, brother. No? No. What They're, are they? I, I don't fucking know. I didn't, I, again... There's a reason I didn't go to medical school. Um, but uh, what the fuck are te- It's like an enamel. I don't know. We're, we're going to look this up. It's not bones. That's fucking stupid. No, it's not bones. <laughs> Yo, I, I thought they were like just the shittiest bones you had. Well, speaking of shitty. So this segment uh, leads to Roderick <laughs> Strong, who like just his his negative charisma has gotten over. And it it's like it's hilarious that this thing is working. Oh, dude, it's so funny. It reminds me of like a I don't even know like a Brady Bunch character or something. Just there's it, it's such a funny, unique, um, you know, kind of poorly executed character. But the poorly executed part of it is kind of what makes it because you can tell that even Roderick is aware that what he's doing is a bit like hammy and stupid. And that's part of it because he is faking it. And so he has to be a bad actor. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, you know, to that end, it's fine. We're getting this, this handicap match. Maybe this is all a work. If it is, I don't We'll, we'll get to it when we talk about wrestle dream. Uh, but uh, this then brings out the, the bang, bang gang. And we get Jay White and MJF squaring off for like 15 minutes. And I don't know what, what you thought of it, but my takeaway on this was Max could have fucking 
rip this dude to shreds. And he kind of went easy on Jay White because I think he realized Jay was like like Donnie and Big Lebowski, like he was out of his element. He was trying. Oh, no, how could you say a thing like that? Oh, he, Max. He was great. He was fine because I think Max let him be fine. No. Well, it's because it, it's his moment. Sure, you could say Max let him be fine. But yeah, Jay was supposed to come out and yeah, maybe be a bit more dominant. But he certainly knocked it out of the, the fucking park. I think he did. He did fine with with what it was. It, it seemed kind of interesting. Max has been pretty good about tying things to personal experiences so the whole like you know max is good but he's no fill in the blank and he's like and then when they said max is good but he's no jay white we've heard that so it made it made some sense and i love the dig of you're what someone in japan thought a successful american wrestler would look like (laughs) yeah yeah that was a black and i think when these guys have a match I think it'll be really good. And I think he's another like Jay White's another good heel for Max in this fake baby face role to beat. Because the the merchandise machine that Max and Cole have turned on, you can't turn that off. No, no. But also even more than that, I think what this is establishing, which I'm hyped on, is Jay White is a top guy, which he is. Um to me, him and I, I've said it every week since they've been on Collision. They're the best part of Collision, Bullet Club Gold. And now we're seeing the connection of both shows, Dynamite and Collision. The best of both shows are finally mingling. They're attacking each other. And it's no, it, it doesn't feel like an invasion. It just feel, it feels like we have more show to enjoy. Well, Scott, that's because the best of both shows is going to be debuting at Survivor Series in Chicago. <laughs> Damn! Uh, no, look, I, yes, I, I, I like that now everybody gets to, you know, play in both sandboxes, and that's fun. And they definitely are, they were really engaging in the stuff that I've seen them do on Collision. He's a good dude for Max to beat. And I think the match will be It'll be good, but I think this segment went like 20-something minutes. Like, it was a long segment. Yeah, it was a bit long. But I don't think it was 20, but it was a bit long. It, no, you know, the only reason I know is because it started at like 847 or something like that, 846. And I was like, okay, this is going to be the division between hour one and hour two. And then this thing was still going at like 910. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, shit, this thing is – this thing's got it's, – it's going. Um Hour two, because I'm still using Dan's weird, we divide it by hours, even though we never follow that. Uh, there was a the sit-down interview with Darby and Christian with Jim Ross. And I think Christian did a great job in this segment. I think Darby did a really nice job in this segment. And Jim Ross awkwardly sitting there, not knowing where to look, might be my favorite thing ever. <laughs> yeah, this this was... Definitely better than um, most of JR's interviews. And that's not even blaming JR. I think a lot of guys have been bombing interviews with JR. Because he doesn't give him anything to work with. Sure, that's true. He's He is very stiff. It's like a sack of potatoes interviewing you. It's like you go back and watch that interview with him and Foley. I mean, he like Mick's doing all the work. 
but sure that's true and, and then his other great interview is it's just a stunt double being lit on fire so well and the other one no his other great interview is is vince just screaming that brett screwed brett like sure. jim ross is just good at being near good stuff that's happening <laughs> that's kind of his 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 forte christian saying uh you know to invite nick wayne's mom and then be like i don't know i'll call her i got the number Christian's fucking, he's awesome right now. I'm so happy to have this version of Christian back. Yeah, it's I, it's a it's it's a thing I never really saw, and it makes me so happy. And it's something everybody can get excited about because you just go, oh shit, people could kind of roll their eyes. And I'm not, you know, I always love Christian. A lot of people love Christian, but there's definitely people that never gave a shit about Christian. And you go, hey, look, a guy could work long enough. Uh, and could make you fall in love with him after however many years he's been doing it. It's I, good he's shit. had a number of sneakily really good moments. I mean, him and Edge was some of my favorite stuff ever when they when they were first a tag team. Um, that was like peak attitude. It was the first I think t shirt, the second t shirt I ever bought was the yellow Edge and Christian t shirt. Uh, his oh yeah, his heel turn with Trish was fan on Jericho was incredible. And then even well, what his, did that yellow shirt say? Did it say "Totally Reeks of Awesomeness"? Totally Reeks of Awesomeness. Yeah, no, it's wow. it, it, oh yeah, yeah. No, that was a that was a ballsy shirt to wear in high school. But uh, the shit my brain chose to remember. How unfortunate. Oh, dude, same thing. I like. I can. I can picture that shirt. If you ask me what I had for dinner last night, it's going to be a blank stare for twenty minutes. Yep. Uh, that's the beauty of just wrestling brain. You remember really stupid shit, but then can't remember. Uh, you know, the point that I was trying to make in this sentence. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. we get a four-way. Your daughter's birthday. <laughs> uh, that's true. At that, I had to fill out insurance paperwork, and it took me a sec. But thankfully, I remember because her birthday is Kurt Cobain's birthday, so I'm able to remember that uh, to tie it back to Seattle. Um, yeah, it's it's the day Hogan slammed Andre. <laughs> no, no, in front of uh, ninety-three thousand people. By the way, can we pick a number on how many people were actually at all in? I'm getting sick of this. No, because the British don't know numbers. They don't want to answer emails properly. Because now they're coming out and saying, hold on, what was it? Because somebody sent this to me. Um, they're saying 85,000 or yeah. 88,000, something like that. Local yeah, London yeah. City Council says it was 85,528. Yeah. Like, what the f- – like, uh, it's – I get that, like, no, in in reality, nobody cares, but it's because Tony made such a big deal about it. And then, they, like, Jim Ross and all those guys talk about, like, this is a legitimate number, it's a legitimate number. And then it comes out that it wasn't a legitimate number. And it's just like, just be a carny. Like, this is, doesn't have to be that hard, Tony. Yeah, there's there's parts of this where you got to carny it up. And I, I think you're right. Um, in terms of numbers, you can't take it too seriously because. You never know what the actual number is. No. I mean, well, so that's bullshit. You do. Again, having worked in the arena industry, all the tickets are scanned electronically. That feed goes to goes into the computer immediately. So you know the exact headcount of tickets in the building. It's not a fi- it's not like the old days where you were literally tearing tickets and making up numbers and stuff. Um, it, it's all instant scan because we used to make up the numbers at the Panther game to be like, oh, here's what tonight's attendance is. And 
I, I remember I got to pick a number once and I just picked some like ridiculous thing that basically was a combination of my birthday. But you know, it's because it's all fucking smoke and mirrors. Anyway, we got a random four way match that w- is promoting a random uh, four way uh, four way tag. Uh, we got Orange Cassidy versus Penta versus Austin Gunn versus Matt Jackson. This felt a little bit more overkill because we already had the random triple threat earlier. And at least that was for an international title shot. This was for like nothing. This was WWE lazy. Well, someone's going to get momentum going into the pay-per-view. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, exactly. Because even the tag match at the pay-per-view is for a future tag title match. So this was just to get guys on TV, which... I felt that way at first, but again, then the match happened and I had, I had a lot of fun. I think uh, the guns are awesome. They were really funny in this and everybody did their part. I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, no, I, I've enjoyed like seeing Austin and Colton get better at what they do. Um, I wonder like is FTR, did they, did they just like suspend cash for a little while? Like quietly? Oh, that's interesting. No, no. What are you talking about? They've been defending on collision. They've been wrestling against like JD Drake. Well, yeah, but you you think it's a stunt double? It's still him. It's just weird <laughs> that like they weren't on. You think it still counts as a suspension? If yeah, they it doesn't. Really, yes, it don't matter. Yes, you got to wrestle a fat guy. You don't get paid. Um, <laughs> but like he was, they weren't on Dynamite. They're not going to be on the pay per view. I don't know. It's it seems kind of odd. It just it, it feels perfect for this Wrestle Dream pay per view that it's a thing for a thing going forward. Um, Julia, Dude, Hart, it's a Wrestle Dream. Why don't you get it? It's a beautiful Wrestle fantasy. It does feel like a you Wrestle just Dream. Lay it down feels on like a you're, soft bed, you're... and you have a Wrestle Dream, and that's what this card is. It's it's lovely. It's like clouds, man. Okay, but it doesn't cost me fifty dollars to sleep. Well, yeah, but I I sleep the same way I get this, uh, through illegal methods. Okay, so I will say this. (laughs) Someone on Twitter wrote, like, you just made me pay for two pay-per-views. Now you're making me pay for this. What the fuck, Tony? And then Swerve responded, you sound poor. Well, that's a, you know... As a human, that's not right, but Swerve the character, that makes sense. Swerve the character, that makes sense. Uh, We got Julia Hart and Willow Nightingale, and Julia Hart, for her, has gotten a little better. Yeah, I I liked liked this match enough. There was moments in it that I thought was cool. Like, she's not good by any real stretch of the imagination, but I think that there's definitely something to her presentation that she's learning how to wrestle in character. And I, I oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. I like that. And that's always something we've gotten on the AEW women's division about that. There's just, they're, they're interchangeable. Like Willow, when she wrestles, she wrestles like a, a plucky underdog baby face. Uh, whoever yeah, put bubbly. that. Yeah. Whatever put like the black eye thing. Bou- like, you know, she bounces around and then, um, and then Julia is, yeah, she's like this tiny undertaker. So the thing that kind of bugged me, so Brody, I love Brody King. Uh, he's awesome. He's a, he's a nice dude. He's fucking terrifying, like physically in person. But when he's in full clothing, 
He doesn't look as menacing as when he's in like his gear. Yeah, he looks like a chef. Yes. He that's like exa- second in command too, not even top the top guy. Yes. Like he well, I mean, Mal- Malachi is the top chef anyway, but like yes, I feel like he's he's like the sous chef of the of yeah, the yeah. what what the fuck is the group name? The, the, the I was gonna say Dark Order, they're not the Dark Order, they're uh House of Black. House of Black, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine went blank for a minute. Uh and then the main event, a contract signing between Swerve and Hangman, and maybe I wasn't paying enough attention, but like Dan texted us and he's like, Oh my God, hangman went off. I cut a promo on CM Punk. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. where like, I go, where did yeah, that happen? Man. He goes on the main event. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, we talked about the cloud is gone. Like that's some like eighth grade girl poem bullshit. Well, and also, you know, part of uh hangman's thing this whole time has been, and you know it's definitely gotten on people's nerves. Is like that he's he's a bit sad. He's depressed. He he need you know that great line he had a year ago where he was like the medicine's not working. You know he is that character. Sure, the dark cloud. You can go oh that's CM Punk, but the way Dan was saying it, like uh, you know overanalyzing a Beatles song a bit much. So I don't watch Dynamite live i watch it the next morning um because i you know i already watch raw live i can't do two nights a week where i'm watching fucking wrestling and not being with my family i can't i can't be that guy i don't want to be like that like my daughter someday is going to write like a book and be like i succeeded in spite of the fact that my father was watching wrestling um so <laughs> i usually i wake up i see like there's the text from the group so the one text i saw was like so dan literally texted the group uh, about this and he was and I was like oh this is going to be kind of fun uh, to see it's like hey man cut a heel promo on punk I was like oh awesome and then I watched this show and I'm like did my DVR cut off early but no uh, instead we got what I you know was a good main event promo it's Swerve in his hometown and uh, yeah I thought that was a fine way to end the show yeah uh, I thought it maybe could have been better but I thought the ending was great with the with the pen. I think the match is going to be unbelievable. I thought everything leading up to this was awesome. That's why I thought maybe it was going to be a little bit better, but it was still great. No, it could have been better. And then we get the cut to backstage. Jay White is getting jumped by four people dressed in black. And then they turn to the devil who has small shoulders so it's either Adam Cole and he's not hurt, or it's two. Uh, I don't know, but the 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 guys that were in the black were so scrawny and skinny. They look like remember the little clay guys that would fight the Power Rangers. Oh yeah, what were they called? Putties. Putties. Yes, that's what they look like. They scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Though, yeah, those were they were pretty fucked up looking. Um, but that that's what yes, yeah, so you end here on the intrigue. I know people are like, oh, is that Edge? I'm like, Edge is a pretty tall fucking dude. Um, I don't know. Well, well, I guess that's your that's your hook for wanting to tune in to Wrestle Dream. So now's a good as much time as any. We'll get into the matches quickly for uh for Wrestle Dream. And oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Apparently, FTR is wrestling on this show. Oh, yeah. Had literally no idea. 
Um, because oh that's God. how well built this show is. Uh, well, that's a very well bu- uh, built match. They uh really yeah, resonated with me. Cut a promo on collision. It's on collision. If a tree falls in the woods and it cuts a promo, does anybody actually hear it? Uh, anyway, so uh, we'll do predictions real quick. Uh, Ricky Starks, Wheeler, Yuta. What do you got? Oh, you want me to predict it? Okay. Yeah. Um, let me think on that. Ricky Starks, Wheeler, Yuta. Got to be Ricky Starks. Got to be, be Ricky Starks. Starks. Yeah, he hasn't gotten a gotta win in Starks. a long fucking time. He, he's got to beat Yuta. Uh, the Bucks, the Guns, the Lucha Bros, and Orange Cassidy and Hook. Uh, ooh. I got to say, it's going to be Lucha Brothers. So, I think because Phoenix already has a title, I don't think that's necessarily going to be it. Um because it's a future match and they haven't established when it is, I'd say give it to the Bucks and just let that be a thing that's out there. I like that. Uh, Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart for the TBS title. I don't I don't see him taking the title off uh, Statlander, do you? No chance. No chance. Uh, this one, I again, I don't know if this is a Rampage spoiler, so if it is... For the one person who watches Rampage and doesn't want it spoiled, sorry. But it's uh, Eddie Kingston versus Shibata for the Ring of Honor world title and the New Japan Strong Openweight title. Eddie's got to keep this, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be an awesome match. I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm interested to see how they work around Shibata's neck that I, you know, I don't think will ever be 100% again. But I'm excited about it. And yet, for sure, Eddie Kingston in a, uh, you know, in one of those this is awesome fight forever kind of matches. Uh, Christian Cage versus Darby Allen, two out of three falls for the TNT title. Honestly, man, uh, I hope one of the falls is really fast because I, I, I think legit two out of three falls matches should be long matches. But I think this is a, a long show. And this isn't a match that needs to go long, even though it's two out of three falls. So make it gimmicky. Let Luchasaurus get involved. Uh, I think Christian is so good at laying out a match. And Darby is so good at laying out a match. And so this is going to be really, really fun. And hopefully about 22 minutes. What do you think about uh, some of the speculation that uh, Jack Perry is going to interfere in this match to help Christian win? Ah, I heard his suspension is technically over or something, like today. I wouldn't care. I'm not against it. I think it'll get major heat, and that's funny. So long as Christian gets to continue being funny and Darby gets to continue folding in half, we're good. Like I, I get like people are like, oh, it could be Nick Wayne turning. I don't I would not give a flying fuck if Nick Wayne turned. Um I want Nick Wayne's mom to turn and join Christian. What if he acts I think like that's a hilarious. dinosaur though? No, dude, I just want Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy back together again. I know, I know. Like those like, guys so- as a heels as heels working with Christian. Like that's yeah. fun. Uh but I you know, I, I don't need to see six man tags, six man tags are stupid. Chris Jericho and the Golden Elite uh, versus the Don Callis family in a six-man tag. I love it. (laughs) 
I think it's it's going to be uh, uh, an absolute blast. Obviously, I I know Kota Ibushi's not one hundred percent, but I do think this is a chance for Jericho to maybe get a pin over. Mm-hmm. That's tough. How do, do you, you do though? This? Because you just established this Don Cowes family. You can't beat. Yeah, Osprey. you know what I think you do. I think Coda needs a pin. You get Coda pinning Sammy. Sammy's gonna take the pin, right? Or I mean, you think Don Cowles is because feuds continue no matter who fucking wins or loses in this company. The feuds definitely continuing no matter what, and I think. Part of the reason this is a three-way is because any team really can win. Let me ask. Let me ask. Because you it's this. just going to lead to a, a a bunch of singles anyway. Well, let me let me ask you this: What if, for some reason, Osprey winds up getting pinned, and then they have Takeshita and Sammy jump him? So when Osprey comes back, he's a babyface. I mean, I would love that. And then you'd get Osprey versus Takeshita and Osprey versus Sammy. Well, yeah, that would that would be lovely. Um, I know Osprey on Sunday morning, he cut a promo in in New Japan about how Sammy needs to, you know, apologize to him for hitting him with the bat at All In before they have the match, or there's going to be a problem. So maybe tension between them is what cost them the match. And you're right, and and Osprey face turn, shit. I mean, it's already there. Everybody loves him, so just do it. He is a face. Like, he pretty much is a baby face at this point. He is. He's the best wrestler. When you're the best wrestler, you're a face. I, I hate that I fucking like Osprey. It just goes against my my who I am as a person. Uh, MJF versus The Righteous. <laughs> yeah. One of the founding fathers. Yeah. Uh, MJF versus The Righteous. I would I, Like, Max will somehow have to win. Of course. Uh Aren't you intrigued? Aren't you go? You go. Oh, of course I want to see what happens with this. I, I you think like, Roderick comes out like I'll help you. Who? What happens? We don't know. I almost thought that for a minute that they were going to do something where Roderick was going to try to help. I just think that like Max's new character as just Bugs Bunny, um, with these clowns, it'll be fine. Uh, FTR versus Aussie Open in a match that I'm super excited about. I think this storyline has been really well built. I've been talking about this match nonstop. <laughs> I'm fucking all I could care. I, I'm I, I FTR is going to win. Um, I like Aussie Open. I think this will be a good match, dude. So this match happened at um. Oh come on, why can't I remember? Um, the UK they have a show. They're having it actually a week after um, Wrestle Dream. In, in the UK, I'm forgetting the name of the New Japan pay-per-view, but uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is actually fighting Will Ospreay in the main event of that pay-per-view for the uh, for the U- now the United States uh, title. Okay, anyway, um, where were we? What the hell were we talking about? I started Wrestle Dream. We're talking about the match that you're super excited about that I keep saying none of us remember actually is happening. Oh, dude, FTR versus Aussie Open. They had this match last year. Royal Quest, that's what it's called. At Royal Quest in the United Kingdom. Royal Robert, Quest? this match was Sounds like so something like, like Kids Club on a Cruise. The, dude, it was such a good match. I think this match, you know, like everybody thought Bucks and FTR was going to steal the show at All In, and it did not happen at all. No. This can. This can. Because uh, what happened last year was unbelievable. So... 
Yeah, this is awesome. I'm really excited about this. I like these guys. Uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. I'm happy for Swerve getting a, a, a prime spot in Seattle since it is his home. But I can't, I can't see Hangman losing this. No, and and if Hangman does, I want to see a much um a much darker Hangman. I want to see him. He's an angry cowboy now, you know. Let it out, brother. Because geez, Louise, you, we do got to see you get on a roll. And then in a even main though of- I want to see Swerve on a roll too, but I think that's part of the reason this match is going to be good. Hopefully, uh, neither guy is affected, and they just both continue to be pushed. And I'm sure they will be. Dude, Swerve. There's heat, and then there's Swerve not letting Prince Nana do that dance on uh, Dynamite. Yeah. Dude, I love that Nana got over for that thing. Like, that's this is why wrestling is so great sometimes for something really stupid uh, that makes no sense gets over LA Knight. Um, anyway, the main event, the for no reason whatsoever, Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. Yes, it's going to be a great match. Yes, I know it was supposed to happen. At Forbidden Door a year ago, and Brian was hurt, and yada yada yada. It, Brian's gonna win. It'll be a really good match that just exists in a vacuum. Yeah, a sweet, sweet vacuum. Oh, that vacuum feels so good. <laughs> Yo. the fuck? Like, all right, so now, now you <laughs> it's made gonna it be creepy. amazing. This match is gonna be so good in a vacuum. I'm so pumped about this vacuum. It's great in a vacuum, but. This feels like like an ECW one night stand match. This doesn't feel like an incontinuity. Dude, that was like one. That was like one of their best pay per views ever, though. It, but it existed <laughs> just on its own. This is within continuity. Like this is a thing that actually counts. And it's Brian Danielson versus you know Zach Saber Jr., who the AEW audience barely knows. I don't know. Um, no, you know what? This match. Uh, this match uh, makes me feel like I'm uh, like, uh, what's that Katy Perry song? Living in a wrestle dream. No, 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 no. I love this match. It's going to be so amazing, Robert. Yes. And that's why I'm mad that Christian and, and goddamn Darby Allen is two out of three falls because you go, I want this match to go at, at, at least 42 minutes. 42 minutes sounds good to me. I hope it goes seven. I don't know, man. I'm going to be in Vegas for it, too, so it's going to be earlier. So go all night. Oh, you're still going to be in Vegas on – how many days are you in Vegas until? Dude, I'm here till. well, I mean, late Monday night, and then I, I land Tuesday. It's too much. I uh, I know. I miss my dog already. Dude, that's a long time to be in Vegas. Yeah, I'm not I'm, – I'm happy, but I'm also not happy. Especially like so, <laughs> is Skankfest just like it's just a comedy showcase, right? Yeah, every day until um, Sunday night is the last night, and then it just turned out the cheapest flight was Monday night at like ten, and there's a layover. So I figured I'd check out and then just walk around. So how many shows do you do? Um, I think I have like five. I'm hosting one. Fuck. You're like, and then you're doing like, four or something like that. Like Terry I mean, Funk in doing the 70s. Way more than that. That's a lot what of shit. You you're like Terry Funk in the 70s doing five shows in a weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, gonna, I wish. You're going to gig in all of them. But yeah, it starts at like noon tomorrow. Uh, and then it goes till 1 a.m. I think every night. It's good shit. Get on down here if you live in 
live near Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, because, you know, most of the people that are going in there are locals. <laughs> uh, I hear it's occasionally a vacation town. Um, all right. Uh, we were going to talk the XFL thing, but fuck it. Let's do it to high spot, low spot and uh, wrap this thing up so you can go get some 99 cent shrimp cocktail. Yeah, here we go. Um, Nick Papa Giorgio over here. <laughs> my uh, my high spot is actually that Chris Jericho is fighting uh, Takeshita and DDT. Uh, there was just something really cool about hearing that announcement. Jericho's never wrestled there before. Obviously, we've seen them wrestle with New Japan. I know DDT is a smaller promotion, but it's still cool. And you go, ooh, how fun. Uh, more eyes on different companies, even if the, the eyes all wear glasses and are losers. Um, so that's my high spot. My low spot. Here's the way to 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 get it in there. Um, the XFL and some other company I didn't even know existed. The USFL. Joining forces. Yeah, the USFL, the United States Football League, are joining forces to now become even stronger to try to defeat the NFL for being the most patriotic football company. No, no, they're, they're, they're uniting together to basically be the NXT for the NFL. It's like invasion. It was like when WCW and EC, it's Shane McMahon and Stephanie, right? And they're trying to kill their father. Is that what's happening again? Yes. Uh, the, the rock and the USFL are uniting to try to kill Rocky Johnson. who's already dead. Um, oh fuck! Before we get to before, before, before my high spot, low spot, uh, we did have the Twitter question of the week, which was on Facebook because again, second fun peek behind the curtain. Neither Scott nor I have access to the Wrestle Roast Twitter. Zach does. Uh, he's really the man with the power here. He knows how to post the shows. He knows how to edit the shows. He's all about washing hands. We're just the fucking like puppets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's the man behind the curtain. So the, the Twitter question of the week that was on Facebook was, if Edge comes to AEW, what will his name be? Uh, Steve Murray said Perimeter, which is great. Uh, Jim Broderick went old school and thought Sexton Hardcastle. Uh, Alton Davis suggested Damn Edge, Ledge, or Cliff. Uh, Jason Long said Adam Copeland. So Took that seriously, which is fine. Trevor uh, Gebhardt said uh, Edge Cage, which is kind of funny. Um, Michael Tellick said Bono. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, Mark Marin said Ramp Edge, which is Ooh. which is yes. Uh, Eric Barnes said Cope, which I kind of like. And. Uh, Oh, uh, Dave Cafferall, who's clearly just trying to suck up to Scott, suggested Adam Dopeland. Oh, gosh, I love it. It sounds like a good shirt at the very least. I, yes, that would be a good shirt. We got We got to get back on the uh, on the on the shirt game here. Uh, Ken Hanley suggested Slash. Charles Martin said Corner. And Robert mm -hmm. Irwin, a man after my own heart, suggested the Rated R Sellout. Because I will be really heartbroken if Edge winds up in AEW. But uh, that that notwithstanding, my high spot, low spot, my my uh, high spot came from SmackDown. There was a uh, a pretty deadly segment 
where they were uh, going through, you know, physical therapy rehab to get Elton Prince back in shape. Uh, it was really goofy and stupid and funny. And occasionally I like goofy, stupid and funny to break up my wrestling. My low spot, Nia Jax. I feel like this is going to be a recurring weekly thing. They let her cut a promo. Do you see this promo, Scott? No, no. So this promo, kids, is uh, gather around Forbidden Dorks. There's a reason why writers exist. There's a reason why we have to script every word some of these Luddite motherfuckers say on television. Because when you give them bullet points, all they do is say the bullet points. And it's clear. Somebody gave Nia Jax a sheet that said, you need to refer to yourself as the world's most dangerous human, and you need to use the word squash. And she called herself the world's most dangerous human about 30 times in this promo and said squash roughly 600 times. It's the dumbest promo possibly ever cut. Uh, and then they had her squash Zoe Stark. I, I don't get why Nia Jax is back. I don't want her on TV. Um, no good can come of this. Easily my low spot. Do you think it is she will be fed to Jade Cargill? No. Well, I don't think you can let them touch. I don't think you risk Jade getting injured <laughs> by now. They both hurt each other just immediately? Pretty much. Um, yeah, no, I, I would not run that. I don't want Naya wrestling Rhea. I don't want her really like injuring Rhea. Um, I don't want her wrestling Bianca. I don't want her near Charlotte. Like, no, protect the women's division at all costs. Uh, kind of like how years ago you had to protect them from dating CM Punk because he just like tore through the women's locker room. Uh, we need to do the same thing now with them having to wrestle Nia Jax. Like, no good will come. She literally derailed Becky Lynch's main event push by breaking her nose. No, she's she's a, she's no, never. Yeah, but ever. that was a great moment for for Becky. It was a great moment that she salvaged, but it definitely fucked up a lot of plans and she never really got like, you know, back in the fast lane. Um, but uh, that being said, we will be back next week. We'll be reviewing Wrestle Dream and we'll be previewing fast lane. How's that for a, uh, a smooth segue? Oh, that was um, smooth. Yes, we will definitely have a Patreon up this weekend. I know Scott's in Vegas, so it might uh, might just be me. Maybe I'll hop on with Mike or Dan. We'll get something up for you. Yeah, we'll uh, figure uh, it out. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll make this out. happen. There's always stuff going on. Uh, Scott, I know you're at Skankfest, but anything else you want to plug? Uh, sure. My other podcast, Out for Smokes, it comes out every Friday. And we also have a Patreon you should subscribe to. Oh, and wash your hands. Oh, I was gonna. Uh, that's usually how we wrap it up. But yes, uh, Scott said it best. Wash your hands.